And now, after a long wait, we present the return of the Stage Life 918 podcast with your hosts, Frank Gallagher and TJ Clark. Hey, hey, hey. Holy moly, that was a, quite a bender we went on there, Frank. We're just now uh, waking up from the last it's show. It's so good to be back. Yeah. Uh, where have we been? I've been like in this drunken stupor for the last three weeks, I guess. Same, Frank. Shit. Same. I wish yeah. they wouldn't be running that same show at, at, yeah. at the drunkard every <laughs> yeah, the, single the, fucking week. The drunkard, man, yeah. Oh, my God. The party hard. The real party is in the alley behind the drunkard, <laughs> which is where I've slept the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, but hey, we are back. It is uh, fall is approaching. Um, excitement is in the air, right? Ooh, I can feel it. I know. Um, we got some. Uh, it's a, an exciting weekend in Tulsa as for always, live entertainment. As always, right, right, right. Um, you yourself have been involved in a project, right? Heller Shorts. Oh my! Please, not. It's not about me. It's not about. Oh no! Me. Of course not. No, of course. never mind. It's about me. <laughs> the Heller Shorts. That's right. I'm directing one of the eight short plays that Heller is performing at the Nightingale Theater this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And hey, if you are listening to this podcast right now, and God, who am I talking to? If there's nobody listening. But if you're listening to this, there's a pay what you can on Thursday night. All right. That's cool. So, yeah, there is Thursday night, Nightingale Theater. The show runs at 7.30. Uh, Thursday through Sunday, if you're a cheapskate, Thursday night's where you want to go. But come see the show. A lot of good ones, and I've had a great time directing. That's excellent. The pay and go is great. There's a lot of starving artists out there who would love to see theater who don't have a whole lot of pocket change. You know, and that's really what it's for. It's really meant for industry people. And yeah. that's kind of because there are, you know, actors are like, you know, like gritty of us are getting paid. Exactly. And, and <laughs> when do we start getting paid here on this, by the way, on this podcast thing? I don't know. That's coming up, isn't it? Is that like a shh? going to have to hit Landry up. Oh, God. Turn it upside down. Okay, he left shit. the room. Yeah, Damn gone. it. Well, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then we have, we have Mr. Burns, a post-electric play. That is Theater Pops performing once again at the IDL Ballroom, IDL downtown. First in Detroit, a very interesting little spot to do with theater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you have not heard about Mr. Burns, i got to tell you just a tiny bit about it. Uh, the Simpsons, Mr. Burns ran the nuclear power plant. This is in a post-apocalyptic future where the Simpsons have become, I guess, something like a religion. Something along those lines, yeah. Kind of like real life. Kind of like real life. Oh, I, so I worship take it very seriously. I worship Bart very definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've <laughs> read the script. It's pretty funny. It's pretty, and it has this weird point to it about how cultures evolve and how mythology evolves. Really, very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, and, and that this is, is happening the, this Friday is the play that two different companies are doing this year, right? Oh yeah, so it would be great to see this performance so you can. Yeah, let's bring up the bullshit, absolutely. <laughs> Peter Tulsa's doing this show a little later on. Yeah. So uh, knives are going to come out, I am sure, on this one. <laughs> but yeah, and by the way, Mr. Burns is also a Tate-nominated show, so that's always kind of fun to like, throw in the mix there. Excellent. Yeah, and um, uh, TJ, I know actually you know, we, we bullshit, but you've actually had a lot of work around as far as like uh, stand-up comedy. You were out of town a couple of weeks. That's yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, and and we've had a sort of a sad event. First of all, we got happy and sad here. Yeah. But you had a sad. We had a sad event in the Tulsa comedy scene 
yeah. this past weekend. Um, sad, bittersweet, evolving. You know, there's different ways of looking at it. Um, the Comedy Parlor downtown Tulsa uh, is uh, had its final shows uh, uh. this last weekend. Uh, it ended with uh, Hammered, which is a drunk improv show, which was great. It was sold out, tons of people there. Uh. So it ended in a nice, a nice celebration. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit. It's where I started. I took comedy classes there. A good chunk of the the comedians in town uh, took classes there. Um, it's been an you know independent space. They've done a lot of great experimental things and a lot of uh, yeah. home to a lot of comics. So it's sad to see it see it go. Um, Jason and Nicole, the owners of uh, County Parlor, are evolving. They're keeping it going. Um, their focus was mostly on improv, so they're going to keep that okay. going. So they're not going to be known as uh, Rabbit Hole. And uh, Rabbit ah. Hole Improv uh, Group are going to perform out of the uh, American Theater Company space on 3rd and Lansing. Yeah, so, um, right, they'll right. They'll be performing there. Um, they have some auditions coming out for some long-form stuff they're doing. I think they're going to still do uh, do classes and whatnot. So, yeah, the, the core group of Comedy Parlor is... It's continuing, uh, they're kind of separating from the, the stand-ups, but uh, stand-ups will still be doing plenty of stuff in town. Sure. And uh, we'll be sure to plug that, too. Which also, I got something right now to talk about. Do please. Uh, it's a big weekend for stand-up comedy as the Blue Whale Comedy Festival uh, yep, is in town, uh, which starts uh, Thursday, runs through Sunday. There's uh, parties, there's uh, comedy events, there's live podcast tapings, um, including... Channel four and a half's very own opinions like a holes are doing a live uh, podcast recording at a uh, Chimera on Saturday at three thirty. Channel four and a half's own That's live. Right. It's gonna our be a live sister, podcast. The live podcast is our, our sister or brother, I guess you could say, our brother podcast. Oh, okay. Um, we got Hilton and, and Zampino hosting that, so that's gonna be fun. Um, other great Blue Well things going on. There's two different. Um, Oki Homie shows, which are all like homegrown uh, Oklahoma comics. Um, that's a free show going on at the Sound Pony. So if you want to get a taste of Blue Whale, huh. but don't have the money to fork over for the headliners, you can go sample the, the shows at the Sound Pony. That's both Saturday, uh, Friday, and Saturday night. Um, of course, the big headliners are happening at Kane's Ballroom every night. Uh, Kyle Kinane, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Eugene Mer- Merman. Eugene Merman. Merman. Uh, um, like Mermaid, Merman. Okay, do it again. Uh, there's Kyle Kinane, Eugene Merman. Uh, and then uh, I think one of our former, uh, the Sklar brothers are another huge one. Uh, one of our former guests on the show. There are tons of comedy yeah, going on um, in town. And our, one of our former guests, uh, David Blakely, is going right. to be uh, involved warming up the crowd before uh, one of the Kane shows. So uh. it's... Uh, we got a lot of connections here. There's a, a theater comedy uh, brethren, you know. Yeah. We're, we're mixing so it up. So even though the comedy parlor is defunct, it, the comedy lives on stronger than ever. Oh, in stronger Tulsa, than it ever. Is sounding like. one, I do want to mention before Landry smacks me upside the head. Channel 4 and a half is sponsoring another show at the Blue Well Comedy Festival. It is the, uh, is this like a, a, is it on Sunday or Saturday? All right, Jesus. We'll, start, we'll <laughs> I'll say this again. And what is it? Uh, we don't have any second takes here. Come on. The Late Late Breakfast, is that the one? Okay. They're doing very well, this Channel 4 and a half. They are. So so, uh, so I, I'm reading this like our, the paycheck should be coming soon <laughs> for us, be. right? It needs to be. Uh, so straight. Landry. <laughs> so Channel 4 and a half is also hosting uh, the Late Late Breakfast. 
which is on Saturday at 1.30 on the side stage at Kane's Ballroom. I've heard a lot of great things about this show. I think it's an interesting mix of uh, comedy and some other crazy zaniness going on. So um, go check out uh, Blue Whale Comedy Festival's website. Look at all the dates. You can still buy tickets, um, buy passes. Um, and there's parties, there's free shows. There's booze, um, I'm sure, yeah, oh, probably. Plenty, okay, plenty yeah, of dancing, yeah. sex. Yeah, oh, everything. Okay. All of the above. All yeah. of the above. Yeah. And below. <laughs> Definitely below. Fantastic. Yeah, and lots of more sleeping behind buildings <laughs> and under cars. <laughs> All right, I got to mention a couple more things. Uh, we have one show opening next week, but it's next Wednesday. And it's playing really for a couple of weeks. It's called I Am My Own Wife. And this is a partnership between a Tulsa Project Theater and the Lyric Theater of Oklahoma. And that is going to be happening downtown in the Norman Theater. Again, the first night is September 13th, which is a Wednesday, which is a little strange. But then it's going to be performed for a couple of weekends after that. So uh, that's an interesting, a different kind of project. Okay. And finally, uh, just because uh, we... You know, we're low rent, we're sort of disgusting, we sleep in alleys, and yet <laughs> I still love the ballet. Oh, yeah. So I just gotta put in a quick word for the ballet. If you have not seen the Tulsa Ballet, god damn, go see the Tulsa Ballet. <laughs> Creations <laughs> in Studio K uh, happens in the next uh, two weeks. That's not this weekend, I believe. It's I think it opens the following weekend, but absolutely fantastic. One of Tulsa's treasures. Go see the ballet. Is that in their space or are they doing that? This will be in their space. Excellent. Yes, uh -huh, which to me is really the, the best show because it's extremely modern, it's experimental. It, it, it is, this is not Swan Lake. This is not the Nutcracker. God, those shows are boring. This is the <laughs> Tulsa Ballet is an incredible performance company. You really can't go wrong watching their shows. And welcome back to Stage Life 918, the podcast. Joining us today is director, producer, loose cannon, and definitely not dead, George Romero. Oh, my God. Are you really still alive? I, I saw you in the fucking paper the I other know. day. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Uh, the day that the other director, as we call him, George A. Romero, died, I started getting text messages that people were relieved I was okay. I started getting messages on Twitter and I was at a theater pop show that night. They actually took a photo of me and posted it to prove that I was still alive because there were people legitimately worried when they oh, heard no. the director died, George Romero, and oh my gosh. And uh, they were very relieved to hear that I was okay. So most people don't get to have a death hoax on their bucket list, but oh, I have mine checked off. That's so sweet. Excellent. Yeah. I have, a different, check off. I have a different Twitter feed because mine said, thank God our long national nightmare is over. That <laughs> about my death? <laughs> Was it about my death or about my not being dead? Oh well, <laughs> we'll just we'll we'll call it the, the other. Yeah, sure. We'll keep positive. Fantastic. Okay, hey George, mm -hmm. um, I got a couple of questions here for you. I just thought you might want to answer a few of them. Let's see. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna try and uh, rein it in. Okay. No, no, no. Um, you've been working in theater a long time, and a lot of my experience was at Clark. Mm -hmm. And a little bit with uh, the Tulsa, oh crap, what was it called where you worked before? Tul Youth, Youth Services, Services of, of Tulsa. Tulsa. Thank yes. you. Th so you're working with mostly adults now though, right? 
Yes, mostly I love working with teenagers. I love working with adults. Teenagers are generally a lot uh, tougher as far as having a thick skin. And um, they, oh. they taught me a lot about having a thick skin and being adaptable. And since my roots are kind of more in creative writing and improv, it was a good match. And it's something I'm always open to doing, but I'm really enjoying since the relaunch of Heller Theatre Company as an independent company, helping to shape and form that. I served as the production manager for the first three seasons and have recently turned that over to the fabulous Lisa Berry. I was happy to have somebody so capable and excited to do the job because I think that when you have a board run company, it's important to have some fresh voices and some fresh faces on it to keep things changing and moving and evolving. Well, there are a few voices fresher than yours, but if you had to leave, you had to go. <laughs> I'm All right. A bit I'm a bit cheeky. I'm a cheeky monkey. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but you've worked. You got. You know. You worked with these kids, but some of these kids you're still working with because they're not kids anymore. Ah, uh, your fabulous Jack Allen. Our fabulous producer, yes. son of Lisa Berry, by the way. That's, yeah. I think that's a horror movie that George Romero actually directed at one point. <laughs> <laughs> son, son of Lisa, Lisa Berry. Berry. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, that'll be my next project with him. Um, I've really enjoyed this long-term payoff of seeing growth in people. I think that as a director or producer, as an educator, it's simply my job to bring out the best and make myself almost unnecessary. Uh, it's always your job in that to kind of work yourself out of a job where they don't need you anymore, they feel confident enough to fly. How does that make you feel when you see some of these guys up on stage that you worked with when they were little bitty kids? I know, I get to say, I know them. I know them. It's, it's very exciting and I think that is what keeps spurring me on to do it because at heart I'm very impatient and lazy, but this takes a good deal of work just to keep myself waiting to see what happens next with them. And I'm always curious as to what happens next. One yeah. of my favorite things in life is possibility. Possibility is like my thing. And uh, our family motto around the house is, how hard could it be? Which wow. has gotten me into a ton of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this first project, this, this project you're working on right now, which I am working with you, of yes. course, by the way. Okay, the Heller Shorts. It's Jack's not the only guy that you have worked with in the past as a younger person. We won't mm -hmm. necessarily like kids. I mean, there's several. I mean, like, you got a couple of, like in... Can you run down that um, list? Because I know of at least a couple there more. There are a few. I got to work with Luke Thompson as a teenager. Right. One of uh, the writers. One of the writers. Um, Charlie Walter, who is actually on the HTC board uh -huh. and has been a huge contributor technically. And he's acting in this show. He's directed before. He has been my right-hand man in teaching as he grew older. I knew him when he was shorter than me. Um, and... Audie Pritchett has oh, yeah. right. grown up in this. Just now out of out of uh, mm -hmm. Clark Theater now, mm -hmm. moving up into Heller and into the adult gang. Yes, okay. and to see him come alive with directing and see the precision with which he's trying to bring out the abilities of the actors uh -huh. is really gratifying. I love short pieces. Um, 
In fact, this is kind of a reunion because I got to direct a short piece of TJ's a long, long time that, ago. What, I was thinking about that before. That was quite a while. It was early 2000s. It was the very first 24-hour play festival yeah. that Tulsa Experimental Theater did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was great. That was yeah. a, a wonderful time. Uh, we were up together for about 40 hours straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sucking propane heaters. That's right. <laughs> by, it was the dead of winter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was such a blast. And I think, as I said, with roots in sort of more comedic things, yeah. I gravitated towards short pieces right away. But I also think that both in literature and drama and things like that, I always have with memoirists, essayists, things like that. I, the brevity of being able to tell a complete story in a short amount of time is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm jealous of the people that can produce these amazing novels that have this rich life and that are long or these pulling pieces, but my piece is to take a moment and show it off. Well, of course, that's what we have here on the Heller Shorts. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. Talk a little bit about the Heller Shorts, okay? Uh, you're, um, what's your exactly position in the Heller Shorts? You seem to be sort of the organizer, the chief organizer. Uh, Susan Apker, the right. HTC board president, and I are co-producers okay. on this project. It is her baby. I give her all credit okay. for it. Well, talk about the shorts. Because that's yeah. oh, that is premiering. That's opening this weekend. It's only yes. playing one weekend. So right. hey, go out and see the shorts. Yes, please come see it. It's super fun. It's it's one of our funnest projects of the year, and we moved it back to the beginning of the season as a way to introduce the kinds of things that we can do to get a lot of people involved, mm -hmm. uh, especially people who don't normally have time to work on a full length project. This gives them an abbreviated rehearsal time and they don't have as many lines to learn, so we get new people who are trying out theater for the very first time. We do have a couple of those now, people who haven't worked with the company before. So this is our eighth year, so we decided to do eight plays, eight minutes each, and by coincidence, it opens on the eighth. Nice. So it's How far to yeah. it is. I know, I love it. Um, I have really enjoyed it. A few years in, Susan brought me into the project as a co-producer, and we've been working on it together ever since. It goes through a process where we have writers submit submissions, and this year we've expanded it from just the Tulsa area to all of Oklahoma, Ah. so that way we could have the whole state involved. And we have anonymous judges. From that, we select a certain number of shorts, we bring in directors that we have worked with before, but a lot of times we bring in new directors that we haven't had a chance to work with, that we want to explore mm -hmm. what our different connections can be. They're with all the community. different. There's eight different directors, eight different writers, right? Mm -hmm. They've all they all uh, uh, cast their own shows. There was a mass audition. A lot of actors came out. Everybody got to cast their own shows. Yeah. All right. We had a great turnout for auditions, and so all together with the actors, the directors, the technical crew, the producers and everything, you, you've got about 40 to 50 people working on the project. So mm -hmm. you get to meet a lot of new people. You get to develop new talent, both in the onstage part and in the backstage part, what having to do with the writing and the technical skills. And it's a great way to showcase what we have in the region as far as original talent. 
Okay, and there's a competitive aspect to this as well. Yes. Okay, how's that working? And it's different this year. It is a little different. In the past, we have had people vote with their dollars to vote for the best in show. We have eight pairs of shorts up around the theater, and you vote to, to pick the best in show, and it was just for bragging rights before. But this year, we have had also added... Besides our People's Choice Award. Which eight. is the voting with That's the dollars. That's the voting with whoever, the dollar. Yeah, yeah right. bring your dollars. It's um, it's a fundraiser. Another fun way to raise money besides us just saying we're a theater and we're a nonprofit. But this year we also have a Best in Show prize where the overall best for the shorts is selected to write a longer piece for our upcoming show in the spring. A one act of approximately 30 minutes that will be paired with a show from Michael Wright from the University of Tulsa mm -hmm. and a show from David Blakely, our playwright in residence for Heller. So the winning Very playwright nice. gets, mm -hmm. basically gets his work done, yeah. mm -hmm. a, a new work, something else he will create specifically for this evening of 30-minute plays, one-act plays, basically. Right. I think that having the ability to produce new works is good for everyone. It's good for audience development. And it's good for the artistic community. As I said, I'm a fan of fresh new voices yeah. and new works. So it's a great way to keep people involved. And also from the writing aspect, I know it can be tough to get your work out there. So having somebody with the possibility of having a double opportunity of being produced really entices them. Sounds like it's a great opportunity for an audience to get involved too, an audience who may not have gone to a lot of theater that can go and sample a mm -hmm. bunch of different styles and, and yeah, it's younger a great talent. Yeah, it's for them to have fun, And too. kind of the, the YouTube age, too. People have, like, you know, shorter attention spans, so the shorts might might play into that. They might not be ready for a, a two-hour play. but Yeah. Maybe that's all my time around teenagers <laughs> is that is, is, that's what also yeah. is, like, I want that 10-minute piece. I want that bite yeah. of things so I can sample it and would try the, the food first. The theme next year would be uh, ADD shorts. Yeah. <laughs> a theme for number nine. We're, we're a kind of a punny group. Uh, generally during the cast party for each year, we sit around and think, what should we do next year? And we have the worst puns. We try and find the bottom of the barrel and then we drill a hole <laughs> before we rise back up. So this year we, we thought, okay, it's gotta have something to do with the number eight. And we laughed and we finally came up with, okay, the dog ate my shorts from the dog ate my homework excuse. And so this year the theme involves any sort of excuse. Excuses. Mm -hmm. nice. Got it. And you are performing at the Nightingale Theater. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now there are a lot of people who go to theater. Maybe they go downtown to the PAC, but they've never been to the Nightingale. All right. Uh, the Nightingale is a very different experience, right? <laughs> uh, wouldn't you say? TJ, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. A great experience, though, for yeah. sure. But, well, yeah, you're going to see things there you're not going to see at the uh, buttoned-up PAC, that's for sure. Well, why, why would you pick, why would Heller Theater pick that as the venue? Why is that where Heller Theater is going to perform? Basically, what I'm asking here is, well, I mean, wouldn't you just rather go to see the fancy Broadway musical, touring musical downtown? Why would you want to go to some little Nightingale Theater? I think there's an audience for all of it. Some people prefer the familiarity as their way to dive in or as a way to revisit some of the things that they like, that they've seen before. But it's also exciting to think 
well, I saw it first to be in the oh. know. And as TJ said, he made a great point. You're going to see things there that you won't see other places. So it's it always remind me of going to like a, a punk show. You're going to this warehouse yeah. district, you know, you dress however you want to dress, show up. There's people of all types there. You're, you know, but then as soon as you walk in, it's definitely a theater, but it's got a little more of a, a punk DIY vibe, you know, than yeah. your typical theater. And people really like that that energy that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Right. I So uh, Ragtime oh, yeah, Ragtime was last weekend. It was like forty bucks a ticket. I mean I'm sure everybody had a great time. That's a there's a little difference there as well though. Ticket prices, right? Is it yeah. forty bucks to come see the Heller Shorts? No, it is fifteen dollars to come see $15. the Heller Shorts. Fifteen dollars. All right. And it's I totally just fucking forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Now, somebody, there we go. Oh. Somebody who might have been to the Nightingale Theater, what, like six or seven years ago. Actually, there's a new, there's a, a vital addition to the Nightingale Theater. I forget exactly air when they put it in. Air conditioning. Yeah. 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 I have been there both wearing heavy coats and covered up with blankets, and I have also been there with water pouring over my hair to try to keep from having a heat stroke. Neither one of those is actually no. a problem anymore. <laughs> no. This is supposed to be super nice. It's another reason why we moved it away from the summer and back towards this time of year is to make the weather more amenable because doing it in a warehouse space, any space is going to have its own challenges. Sure. Climate happens to be a bit of a challenge in a warehouse space. I was very, actually I was surprised last night, and again, again I'm part of this, I'm, I'm directing one of the shorts. I was very surprised at how, uh, how cool it felt in there. Mm. Yeah, it, it the, they've got it going. Yeah, they've got it going. And they've been really great to us. I love working with the Nightingale crew over there. One of the things we found is that our audiences match. Heller Theater the Company has gone to all originals this year. Yeah. I know you've mentioned that before on this show because I listen. Oh, <laughs> a loyal listener. Uh, yes. Um, in going to all original shows, I think that the missions of each group match up. Some people last year when we did shorts there for the first time had never seen an HTC show. They just ah. came because it was the Nightingale and they like to go be surprised at what they see there. Mm -hmm. And then there were also people who had never been to the Nightingale but had been to some of our shows who liked the fun and the goofiness and the, the laid back quality that it has there. When you ask about why choose different venues, this works with us, it's a good venue for us to perform in but it also shows you you don't have to be stuffy to go to theater and you don't right, you right. don't have to worry you know about what you wear or what people are going to think or anything i mean i i hate that reputation i rail against it like i said i'm i told you before i'm like a gummy vitamin you know <laughs> you can still have substance but have fun with it and have a good taste to it and with this especially are you, you a, are you a zombie gummy bear? Because <laughs> I would really like a green zombie gummy bear. That would be great. I could really use to ingest some brains so that I have a few more sometimes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> With a project like this also, in getting that sampling of things almost, if you are not super interested in the show that you're seeing, it's kind of like Oklahoma weather. You know, wait 10 minutes and it's going to change. That's true. All right. Uh, one, uh, a couple more things. Latino yeah. theater. You're on the board, and what's the name of I can't think of the name Tulsa of the theater. Tulsa Latino Theater Thank Company. Thank you very much. Um, 
Shadia dragged me in and said, hey, come, we need another theater perspective because that board is fortunate in that it has different perspectives from business and from other areas of media. And she wanted another theater voice on there to kind of explain some things behind our thinking and done a couple of projects and are going to be partnering with Heller Theater Company Okay. for the next show. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. In, Fantastic. In October for the Hispanic Heritage Month. It's called A Time for Chocolate, and it involves a lot of Aztec mythology. It's oh. written by Way Bruce cool. Willis, who is a professor over at TU. Right, right, right. Not not the more familiar Bruce Willis. That not Bruno we, Strikes Back. Yeah. Dude, we saw Die Hard 27. <laughs> I totally right. told him we need to host something together, hosted by Bruce Willis and George Romero. You would draw millions. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> Uh, and finally, again, you've been around a lot. You've done an awful lot of different things in town. Do you have any, like any any ultimate goal? Something you haven't done that you want to do? Where do you want to Where do you want to be artistically in five years? What would you like to have done? Um, you know, it's funny you ask that. Uh, I wanted to get back to being a stupid actor again huh. after having the last few years pretty much off stage, being behind the scenes with directing and producing. So I get to be in time for chocolate. I auditioned and I get to be a stupid actor who just comes in and learns their lines and doesn't have to take out the trash or write the press releases or anything. Yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> and I have taken some time this year to explore other things with visual arts and with music and things like that. Uh, because I find that revitalizes me. I love going to see other theater projects, but sometimes you fall into the trap of making comparisons and, oh, I wish I would have been as good as this show and I wish I could do more like that. And I think a good way to recharge is to find a totally different kind of art that you can look at and be inspired by and go with. and. Um, and you can also use it for collaboration. I wish that we had a little bit more mixture of different kinds of art communities in town. Hmm. I've always been a proponent of that, of knowing musicians and photographers and designers and things like that. Um, bakers, uh, people. Bakers? Did you say bakers? Yeah, like like pastry decoration and things like that, where it, it's almost this small scale painting. Um, wow. Woodworking, things like that to get a Finger different... puppets. Yes! <laughs> oh my God. You have to hear about Jack's sock puppet play. Oh my God. It's a make Jack. I think it's a whole show. I think that we should devote yeah. to a Jack's I, I think you should do a, po a podcast of Jack's sock puppet show. It doesn't have the same effect <laughs> if you can't see the socks, but people could put socks on their own hands and, and do it at our home. Our listeners yeah. and do it at home. Yes. Like an audience participation. Uh, yes. yes. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Socks in the City. Socks in the City. <laughs> Jack has been holding out on us. We yeah. Have, yeah. We've got to get Jack in here and do his, and do his play. <laughs> He's writing us a note it, right it, now. Oh, my God. Oh, he it? says it, it needs rewrites. It needs rewrites. <laughs> we can modernize it, Jack. <laughs> That'll be our next thing. We, we love working on things together because we just stare sometimes. We were talking last night about directing and, and sometimes when you have this like 
fabulous team where you have this great crew and these great actors, you reach a point where you're like, I don't fuck it up by over-directing. But if I don't take notes, they'll think I'm not paying attention. No. So <laughs> You're not doing your job. Yeah. So you're like, Tell no, us what we're doing wrong. I know. So you start writing things down like, nope, eggs, <laughs> bread. You're beautiful. Feed the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Positive <laughs> affirmations for your actors. I love them. Um, I always love my actors. I give them so much credit for bringing things. I'm a very collaborative director and very organic. Yeah. I think if it makes me laugh so hard I'm snorting, then we got to at least try it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big old dork at heart. Uh, <laughs> and I think we are there to play. All right. Well, George Romero, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you've been a great guest. It's been a lovely interview. You didn't give me any cheese. Your che did we miss the cheese? Where's the cheese? Where's the cheese? Landry, where's the cheese? Some Kit Kats. Dude, <laughs> oh my god. I don't eat chocolate. And look, the, the, there's, oh, there's brown M&M's in this bowl. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? We have some craft services here. We have candy. We have water. We have Jack. We have Jack. Jack. That's right. We have He's, rewriting. <laughs> He's rewriting his puppet play right now as we speak. I'm surrounded by adorable men. This is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks a bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, I will see you shortly as we both show up at the shorts rehearsal in like mere minutes. That's right. <laughs> oh my God, I'm late. It's going great. We're having a blast. Are they going to start without us? Uh, I, they, I've made them not need me anymore. Uh, just like all the little youngsters that you've raised. And they're all, all my little chickens, now. my army of <laughs> yeah. chickens, as okay. I call them, because all they are right. my peeps. Well, thanks again. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. George Romero is a fun person to talk to. So it's been a blast having her here. Actually, we are sort of considering letting George come in and host a couple of shows maybe in the future. That's right. In her words, I think she said breaking up the sausage party. Breaking up the sausage party. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, George, the loose cannon. All right. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you for, for sticking with us. We know we were off for uh, a brief moment, so thank you for uh, coming back to us. Um, if you could, uh, if you could rate and subscribe on a Apple Podcasts, let us know what you think of the podcast. Subscribe to it so you can continue to get all the new and latest episodes. Make sure you go see some uh, live events. We gave you plenty to see and it's a big weekend coming up absolutely and thank you for listening to stage life 919 the podcast <laughs>